noise. My dude, my goat noise is spot on. That's like the one animal noise. I don't like, know why you would perfect that. I didn't have to perfect it. I just did it, and it was amazing. <laughs> it just came out the womb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can also do like the scream that they do but i'm not gonna do that in here okay yeah. thank you it's, it's basically the same thing just like on a much higher scale and it's like more of a instead of a bleh, it's more like a bleh, you know like <laughs> this is justin smith of palmetto coast exotics this is jacob brats with jlb morelia and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. What's going on, guys? This is episode 17 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. My name is Jacob Bross with JLB Morelia, and as always, I'm joined by... Justin Smith, Palmetto Coast Exotics. Today, we are here with Mr. Alex Menke of Frog Daddy. He's here to... School us on some dart frogs and kind of tell us about his sort of different perspective as far as keeping those goes and uh, space and sort of all the uh, cookie cutter sort of care info that we get on the internet a lot. Um, And just to talk about frogs since I'm getting into them soon. You know, I have my tank set up and everything and got some springtails and stuff going, got to get some fruit flies going soon, all that good stuff. So I was like, what better time to have somebody talk about darts than right now? So what's going on, man? How are you guys? Good. Good, man. <laughs> Hanging Being out good. on a Sunday evening. <clears throat> sure. Good. It's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, just got, we just got done with the show, so. How was just, that? Uh, busy unpacking so that's probably that's why we had to reschedule so much i i barely got any sleep um at all so i've been kind of i was kind of spacey last night so <laughs> yeah i'm yeah, glad you fun. guys uh let me reschedule i went and saw the new halloween <laughs> yeah. I, went, I went on a i went on a road cruise last night yeah. for looking for some snakes <laughs> but uh it's pretty uneventful I found if anyone's one curious snake. i found new, one rat snake yeah the new halloween isn't bad I have not seen it's it. It's not like I don't it's not it's one of the best ones they've done, but to me I still like the Rob Zombie one a little more. I don't <laughs> I actually know. haven't I just... seen the the originals. <clears throat> you, you guys probably hate me for that. Yeah. No, I mean anything past one you're really not missing much, I'm not gonna lie. Oh I'm they, not missing they're, much then. They're just like the, the Friday the thirteenth movies they just got progressively more yeah. out there. Yeah, and, I've seen some of those. So, like, I don't know. Okay, you know, they're they're older. So. I'm a big Danny McBride yeah. fan, and I like Eastbound and Down a lot. And the same guys that made that made this. And so I was like, well, I got to go see what they're going to do with it now. So yeah. it was pretty good, though. I mean, Not it wasn't wasn't anything life-changing, but it was decent. Yeah. So That's cool. But uh, what show did y'all what, – what show were y'all vending again? So I was at Repticon um, at Greensboro. <clears throat> it was about an hour and 10, hour and 15 away. Mm-hmm. It was a short little, short little commute. It's a good crowd, but not like, you know, not not too heavy, foot yeah. traffic wise. So it was a good starter show for us because we just started vending. This was actually our first show. Oh, nice! nice. Um, Congrats, yeah, man! Ever? Yeah, we've done a lot of online sales. And that's pr- pr- primarily where we get our business through Facebook, through online sales, mm-hmm. through the website. Um, but going to a show was pretty cool. 
even though there weren't many amphibian people there. Yeah, I've um, noticed that pretty, with the Repticons. Pretty, really good experience. There's really not a ton of, of dart frog people or really amphibian people there, period, at most of the Repticons. You know, there's, there's usually at least one there's table. There's like a table yeah, of, you know, of varium Especially stuff. at the Columbia show, that being one of the larger yeah. shows in the in our area. Um, there's at least, usually at least one dart frog guy there. Um, something like that, but... I'm going next month, and I'm depending on what's there. If there's something there that I see that I like, I might I might pick up some there. But yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people go just for you know they'll they'll stop by the table, you know, see what you have, and you you usually know if they're gonna buy a frog. You know, sometimes you don't, but like I, I noticed the people that did purchase frogs, they came up to me. They're like, "Hey, yeah, I know what I want." Like they picked it out, they picked mm-hmm. the ice spot, they got the springtails. They're like, "I'm like, oh, okay, you know what you're doing." You know. Some nice. people just like to browse, you know, and some people have never even seen these things before, which to me is kind of kind of a cool situation because I get to, you know, tell people about them. And, you know, it's my passion, it's my hobby, my business. And so that's, you know, definitely something I want to share with people. Oh, yeah, and I think sure. those give you that kind of personal kind of connection with that, you know, whereas yeah, online so- sales, you, you know, you're not, you know, those people already have frogs or they're buying frogs, but you don't really get to talk to them. Yeah, you don't get that sort of personal, you know, you don't get to meet the people that are buying these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, that, that face-to-face interaction is definitely kind of goes very a long different. Way. We yeah. mentioned that in previous episodes. Yeah. Well, how do you want to start this thing off? Um, so as far as Frog Daddy goes, you guys are breeding a handful of different species. You got some supplies, yeah. I think, if, if I recall. Uh, Definitely. So a little bit I of everything. Can give you a rundown. Yeah. Um, so we have 113 tanks right now. Wow. We have about 78 locales. Um, we're getting another. Um, probably getting another next week. Not 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we're probably slowing down in terms of getting frogs, getting new groups. Because one, I'm out of space again. <laughs> okay right, so yeah. i had moved into this new apartment last year well you know in the god what was it august mm-hmm. yeah so i'm out of space so <laughs> um yeah but otherwise i mean we have i mean i probably one of the one of the largest random AI collections um besides you know jared ruffing a lot of you guys know him yeah um, i've heard of you him not um he has a ton 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 of random he's probably the one that has the most out of everybody and i only have like three or four to go before i'm right up with him so it's kind of crazy to have that many frogs in one space they're all so small you know so it's like it's kind of crazy here (laughs) how many species of of thumbnails are there breeding breeding groups going wow how many species of thumbnail are there in the in the u.s hobby right now in the hobby, oh my gosh, they're in. It's in the fifties. I do oh, know it's. Okay. I, I believe it's in the fifties. Now, I have to. I have to go back and look. Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but common, common, commonly, probably about thirty-five. There's probably about thirty, thirty-five well, locales that are pretty common. Mm-hmm. The others are a little uncommon, and some are even rare. Some of the things like. Um, you know, yellowhead Benedicta, you know, not many people have those yet. Um, so that's a little bit more of a rare one. I don't need, I don't have those yet. Yeah. I'm kind of waiting for them to get a little established first. Then right. I, you know, what I normally do is I get from, from 
get from some, from Jared, get some from UE. Um, I can get some from other people that didn't get them from Jared. So I try and get multiple, you know, from multiple people, kind of cut down on that inbreeding, to, yeah. you know, a little bit. <laughs> get, some, get some good quality genetics, you know, without importing necessarily. So all my animals are captive bred besides, I think there's like two that are imports. My blue jeans are imports. And my Mantella Baroni are imports. So hmm. I think those are the only two that are actually full-on import. So what is it that got you into dart frogs to begin with? So, I mean, from a very young age, I was always outside. I know you guys hear that from everybody. <laughs> we all were. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, for real, it's um, it really was. It was captivating. And so when I was, like, I think, like, 13 or 14, um, we had moved to Georgia when we were eight. And I finally found frogs in my backyard. You know, I was from Missouri, so we didn't get, like, tree frogs or anything out there. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't know how to find them, at least, you know. <laughs> you know, we have gray tree frogs in Georgia all over the place. Oh, so yeah. I, I caught some frogs, and I really fell in love with amphibians. And so from there, uh, I remember when I was a little kid, I, I saw a, a show on dart frogs, a little documentary on the Discovery Channel. And I saw, you know, the you know, Dinderbase Tinctorius Azurius, you know, the blue dying poison frog. And I just looked at it and I'm like, wow, that is the most beautiful creature ever. And I was like, I wonder, I wonder if I could ever see one of those in real life. And so that was my thing. When I was a little kid, I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, and that was actually in the early nineties. So they weren't really, they weren't really here. So, right. I mean, that was still a, a legitimate thing. And I had no idea. And, and in 2011, I got my first dart frogs and I was like, this is a real thing. Hmm. You know, I had just started college. And, and was, so was that your yeah. erratus? That was the first species. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's right. That's right. So that was, those were my first ones. And it wasn't the, it wasn't the Azurias cause I, my favorite color is green. So I was like, I'm going to get some green frogs. The erratus you know? are pretty cool. The erratus are the, like the, the mint green and black. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help Jacob keep yeah, up a little bit. I Jacob's like, I don't know all these scientific yeah. names for dart frogs. I, I, yeah, I, I tend to use the scientific names. Well, I told him. I, I said it's just like the invert world. I said if you yeah. see someone using a common name, they probably don't know yeah, what they're I doing. I was like, I everyone uses scientific names. No, yeah, I definitely in, picked in that up. And inverts, I definitely like... picked that up from a, you know the invert thing. You know, yeah. just from being around you. But then once you started talking about getting in dart frogs, yeah, so you, sorry, you start going off about Tintorius and all yeah. this stuff. I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I can keep up yeah. with it just fine because I'm. Well, are they are they are they blue green or like what colors yeah. are these guys? Because like I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna keep a box of crayons next to me, and when we talk about it, yeah, just like make a line. Or just have like a have like a rainbow there, and then just point at one of the colors. Yeah. Like when, whenever These there's two. a scientific name, yeah. The blue uh, jeans are red and blue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Don't. yes, I said blue jeans, so I didn't say Ufago, you know, Camilio, mm-hmm. and you know, blue jeans or typographical blue jeans. But I could, I could do that. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you dumbing it down for me. You know, I was not not as educated as all you folks out there. You know. Uh, <laughs> It's just a product of that circle, like just like just like yeah. tarantulas and scorpions, like it's just yeah, the thing is, well, you know. Yeah, you guys have all out. You guys, not, have... like I said, I barely even know the common names. I just don't know. Them. Yeah, because like that's the hobby, you know. You yeah. just learn that, and that's that's and how I, he I is with for almost a year before I actually got my dumb frogs. And I feel like that's a really important thing that 
people don't always do they don't do the research you know i direct people to dinder board and sometimes things are controversial on dinder board you know some people recommend it some people don't but like there's so much stuff for new people there yeah and there's so many resources there's and a I lot of like information on there regardless for dark frogs like if you're getting into dark frogs and you want to know stuff that's the place to go mm-hmm. you know but just my two cents so you got also, a group you got a group of erratus and what happened after that how long so, did you have the erratus before you got something else I so guess like multiplied. i mean i was in college and i and i had the, the you know the, <laughs> the typical dorm policy hey you can't have anything besides yeah right and uh that it has to be fish so i made buddy buddy with the ra before <laughs> you knew it i mean in 2012 i had six tanks um in 2013 i had nine tanks this was all in a dorm room mind you this is a small dorm room um, and that was pretty much a capacity with your bed. Um, I was in a suite, and I and in the whole line, you know, I kept a rack. And I, had, mm-hmm. I had six tanks on it and, and a few others. So I had eight or nine tanks put in. And then in 2015, when I graduated, I moved to Michigan, went to graduate school, got my Master of Science in Ecology, Evolution, and Organismal Biology. So I have an EEOB, uh, an EEOB degree. Um, and I still, you know, in grad school, I only bought three other tanks. So I decided to really take the plunge. Um, I invested a, a good bit of money. Now I had, I had quite a few frogs at that point. I had about 15, 16 tanks, you know, still not much, you know, not by anybody's standards, mm-hmm. but then I bought, I got up with DVD pet. Um, some of you may know DVD pet. They got me a fantastic price for all these tanks. Um, I started to do a lot. You know, I did a lot of research in graduate school about dark frogs. I did a lot of, just a lot, a lot of reading, a lot of writing. Um, and then I just dove in. I bought, I went from like 15, 16 tanks to about 75 tanks in one year. Wow. Um, wow and that, then from 75 job. to 113 the following. So within two years, I mean, I had expanded. I'd um, say so level that most people would just you know most people just like are like whoa you you dove in yeah yeah, i would say i dove in so how how was that uh that transition you know was it kind of like a kind of a culture shock type thing like whoa i didn't you know was there ever a point where you thought you know you may may have gone a little far with that you know did you ever did you ever become overwhelmed with any of it today I was like, you know what? Some days I, I look at this stuff and I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? And it's just like, you know, but but it's a part of my life now. Right. And it, it always was, but now it is my life, you know? And it's it's what I wanted it to be. Um, so I'm, in, I'm headed in the right direction. And right now with the business, I mean, I'm focusing a lot on getting corporate accounts right now. Um, we're just, just now getting a Apache line in. So we're starting out, you know, and we're getting those dry goods up um, to kind of match, to be that vivarium supply company that people can go to instead of just buying frogs from me. Yeah. Because it's usually just frogs. But, you know, they always, they, they need everything, you know? And right. I want to provide that. 
Well, I mean, even just me getting this tank set up, like, the only, the first place I could think of when I think of anything frog-related is, of course, going to be Josh's frogs. Of course and you're so it's like, that. yeah, I'm going to buy all my stuff from them, and then it's like, well, they have frogs, too, but yeah. after doing some shopping you know around what? on... What, my first ones? They were <clears throat> where they were from. You know, and we all, mm -hmm. all the newbies aren't there. And and that's a critical point for, for Josh, to be in that situation. Yeah, to be positioned that way. really high. Level of responsibility. I mean, he has a he has a responsibility in this hobby because those new people they go to Josh's. Right. That's the first thing that pops up. So you you know, and I'm not dogging on Josh at all. I'm really not. But like you know, example, great example. Somebody came to me with leaf litter, and they're like, "This is what you like your leaves. They're so clean. They're like perfect leaves." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, "Yeah." I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I take really good care to give quality products. And it's like, I, you know, I guess it's not always that way in other places. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're really trying to keep the quality up while we expand. But, I, I you know, it's it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. Well, then after you know, looking around on... Uh... So many different directions, it's hard. Because yeah. it's time-consuming. It's, it's tough. Well, that and if like if you're gathering some of the vivarium stuff yourself, you know, be it leaves or anything else like that, like you know, you also have to take the time to make sure those are up to quality. Oh, yeah. And so when you're doing that with a bunch of other stuff, it does yeah. add up as far as time goes. So I can understand that. But after looking around at, uh, you know, seeing prices for frogs on Josh's frogs, some other places, and some people on fauna and stuff like that, you know, I. I don't know where I'll end up getting mine from. I guess it, I haven't even really decided on like what tanks I want yet. I really yeah, like the that's, sips that's a lot. Kind of like the first I step. Love powder blue. Design the tank for the frog and right. <clears throat> you know, like how am I going to build this tank? What features am I going to include? What features do I not want to include? I mean, in the first place you start. Hey, am I doing a you know, horizontal terrestrial based tank, or am I doing a vertical arboreal based tank? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the very first question. You know, what are you getting random air Ufaga? Are you getting, you know, Epipitabates? Are you getting Philobates? I'm sorry, I'm throwing out the names again. But you get my point. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Jake just looks so. like a wax statue, that dead stare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start talking scientific names, man. I just kind of see that's yeah, the thing. No, you have to apologize, man. Like this is for you know y'all. Y'all keep doing what you do, man. It's, if anybody has questions, you know they can they can message you, you know, or just because uh, Justin knows too. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing for me is like I've noticed everyone pronounces like phylobates and dendrobates. I've always called it phylobates and dendrobates. Like that's always been. Yep. Oh, don't I mean, worry. I did that for like six months. It My me. first six months, I was like dendrobates. That's just I like naturally. Like, that's yeah, that's where I, I go. I had no clue how to say anything, so don't even worry about it. I, I don't. <laughs> Phylobates, I do like. Phylobates also cross my mind because I really like terabilis. I really like the bicolors. Yeah, and uh, yeah, bluebays are amazing. You know, I, I keep I keep bicolor orange. You know, orange blackfoot. I have mints. Um, I know I'm missing some. You selling any? Well, hopefully, I'm getting araba pretty soon, but. You know, I mean, I, I love them too. I mean, they're they're the behemoths mm -hmm. of the dark frogs. I mean, they're they're massive. You selling they're any of those terabilis? Like to dark frogs, I mean, these things are tanks, and they I act like, like some tanks of those. Too, which is cool. <laughs> 
Would you right now, as far as like between, if you had a choice between those and tanks, what would your choice be? I honestly, I, I'll just tell you, I would go with tanks. Okay. I would just go with tanks because one, there, there's so many different locales and morphs, and it's like you really can. They're, they're not hard to get. They're not super expensive. They reach sexual maturity, you know, ten to fourteen months, whereas. You know, Philip 80s, you can be waiting two years before you see any reproduction. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you need to breed them, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a factor. That's, that's so something to consider. Variability. There's so much variability in the, the appearance of Tinctorius. Oh, there's such a wide variety. And Erratus are like that too. Mm-hmm. So, like those green and blacks that I got. I mean, there's Highland Bronze, Pina Blanca, Rio Cascajal, Ancon Hill, green and whites, Super Blues. There's like all kinds of them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I played a lot of Pokemon as a kid, if you, if you <laughs> guess. Um, I'm taking that to a literal scale and all my family kind of makes fun of me for that. They're like, oh man, he really is still playing Pokemon. And I'm like, yeah, I guess <laughs> so. The cards are more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a little different when you actually do the real thing. It's not as fun. <laughs> no, yeah. it's great. You can't it's keep fun. these in a binder. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, would you? Assuming then, you would you would say Tinctorius are probably the best to to get into the hobby with then. Yeah, and and I mean that's just that's just my opinion. Um, for beginners, I usually recommend Epipedobates, like the Santa Isabella darts. You you've heard of those? Yeah, Santa Isabel, um, Anthonia. Maybe you've heard of them called that. Um, because there's limited aggression there, whereas Tinctorius can get it can get pretty yeah. aggressive. Um, they can be pretty brutal to older. each other. So I usually recommend people just buying two, you know, mm-hmm. like get your feet wet. Two, you usually don't have much aggression. I, although I have seen it, male, you know, female on male aggression, really rare, but it happens. My citronella fight all the time. I don't know why, because they're a breeding pair. They're a one-one, and they fight each other. It's not breeding behavior. <laughs> so, and that's what I don't think people realize that either. Like in the dart frog world, the females wear the pants pretty much all the time. Oh yeah. Like the oh, males yeah, are, do. the males are completely yeah, like, submissive. Yeah, you know, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're fine. I just mean like Tinctorius will actually drown and smother. Like the dominant female will, they can kill. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and people have had it happen. I mean, luckily I've never had it happen. But again, it's that research. I mean, I, I did a whole year's worth of research. That's me every day. Instead of being on task in class, I was on Dinderboard. <laughs> this wasn't meant to be, <laughs> you know. Wasn't paying attention in, in undergrad, and I, you know, didn't get very good grades. But I was on Dinderboard, you know. So whatever, <laughs> paid off in the end. But yeah, like, yeah. They're aggressive. They yeah, aggressive. So that's kind when of the a new person comes to my table or comes to my website or asks me, like, "Hey, what do you recommend me getting as my first dart frogs?" I usually. Tell them Santa Isabella's, or I tell them Aratus because even though Aratus will, you know, the green and blacks, the blue and blacks, so mm-hmm. they'll fight, but it's not as aggressive. Yeah. It's just not as. And intense. I've, you know, I've been told mixed things too about Aratus because, I mean, most of the time you'll read, like, they're shy. You know, usually when they see you come into the room, they kind of disappear. You know, they kind of scatter. Yep. Sometimes. Um, but I've but also had people tell me that they never have theirs do that. And so, so it's just. Yeah, I mean, and I will say that Tinctorius are bolder, but mm-hmm. it, it's that it's that whole it's that whole um, God, I forget the word I like to use. 
man, I was I had the perfect word for it. But basically, habituation. It's a habituation principle. So when you buy a new pair of dart frogs, you're obsessed with them. You look at them 24/7. Mm-hmm. Like, man, look at my azureus. Look at my look at my blue dart frogs. They're they're freaking blue, and you're just obsessed with it for a long time. But then over time, you get used to seeing them, right? And if they're always out, you're always looking at them. What I have found is that. <laughs> The reason I kind of like Ranadamea and Aratus is like, I don't always see him, but when I do, it's like, whoa, there's my Aratus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you take it in. Whereas Tinctorius, you're like, ah, that's my serious. You know, and you, you pass over. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to stay on picket fingers. I don't know if, if you've ever <laughs> kept tarantulas or but, if you've ever kept cobalt blue tarantulas in particular. It's a pretty similar thing. Like, mm-hmm. cobalt blues are gorgeous tarantulas. But you never see them. Like there's a you, there's a, it's literally a tank filled with dirt, and there's yep. a hole somewhere. And like if you <laughs> happen to be up at three a.m. one night, you might see some legs sitting out of that hole. But the moment you f- turn on a light or try to get a picture, they're gone. And like that's all you'll see for another like month. <laughs> yeah. Like is so frustrating because really they're so it. pretty, but you never see them. And people call them pet holes for that reason. Like. It's literally, and even when you do have to like transfer them and stuff, they're freaking terrible. Like, they're really mean. Like they're fast. <laughs> they're pretty. I mean, their bite's pretty gnarly, but yeah. they're they're just like God. Ah, they're pretty, but you never see them. And after a while, it's like these just aren't that fun. You really have yeah, to I like would, I would, your stuff. I would venture to say that it's not like that with Aratus. People really overhype it. I see my Aratus all the time. Mm-hmm. Not compared to my tanks, but like. They're still there. I mean, obviously, they're, you're... they're out. They're out. Yeah. They, they are. And as they get older, you guys have to understand that as they get older, especially if you're acclimating yourself to them, you're you're interacting. Again, I'm not saying you're putting your hands in there, mm-hmm. you know, whopping the leaf litter around, you know, stressing them out. But just if you're present, if you're in the frog room, you're working. Over the last six years, I mean, that and, and, and onward, that group I got, the original group, they're they're pretty bold. My Costa Ricans are out. Mm-hmm. Now, and I think I remember Hill, reading that too, is the Costa Ricans are fairly more out there than yeah, other and, and that's true too. I mean, I've seen that empirically across the board. It's, yeah, my Costa Ricans, I found them. You know, I see them. Whereas, like my Ancon Hill or my shyest Aratus, I tell you, I never see them. I don't even know how many are in my tank anymore. <laughs> like, literally, that's how crazy it is. I haven't seen them in like four months. You know, and that's like, but when I see them, I'm like, holy shit. You're alive. Like, that's bigger than I thought they were. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you don't see them for four months. They're growing up. Mm-hmm. You don't, like, you don't even see them when you feed them? Like, they don't come out for... Nope. Wow. <laughs> they they do eat, though. I promise they eat. Yeah, the flies are gone. gone. <laughs> so, What's it's crazy. Up? No, I, I do fish around for them sometimes because I, I get nervous. Yeah. Because with a collection this big... You know, I I sometimes I find dead frogs. You know? mm-hmm. It's like it's sad, but it's like I'm like, how did that get out? And you're just it's at a loss, man. It never gets easier. You know, yeah. like God, what is that frog? You know, if they've been on the, they're called crispies. <laughs> if they've been <laughs> on the ground too long, you can't even see what kind it is. Yeah. You have no idea what tank it's from. So I've got I've got 93 tanks in this in this room. I'm standing in right now. I mean that's that's a lot of frogs, guys. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of frogs, frogs, dude. Ish. That's with insane. all my babies in here. So it's like could be a lot of them. <laughs> now, what's as far as the uh, what's what do you what's your thoughts on the Lucamelis? 
Oh, I love, I love my leads. So I, those are the yellow and black ones. This is the sad part. Y'all are going to be like, oh, you have such a big collection. I only have standard Luka Melon, so nominal, and then I have fine spot. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I don't have chocolates. I don't have green foot. Don't have blue foot. So don't make fun of me. I, I really haven't ventured into Luke's that much. I, I just got my first Luka Melis two years ago. Uh, so I like them. They're loud, and I love their call. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. It's a lot different than a lot of the other dark frogs. And so that, that I think, sets them apart. Because I've it's read like, they're better, they're they're a little better socially. Just the females will eat the other eggs or the eggs from other females and kind yeah, of sabotage. Yeah, I mean, egg eating with rival females. That that's actually a common thing through all the, I mean, pretty much all the dark frogs I mm-hmm. know of eat the other females' eggs from Ufaga all the way to you know Dinder babies, Ranimated Philobates, like almost every genus I've I've seen it. You know, if I have multiple females in that tank. Which I try not to. I try and pare mine down now. Mm-hmm. You know, sell off the others. Cause, you know, if you guys have ever seen my setup, you'll notice a lot of twelve by twelve by eighteens. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm gonna get flanked. You know, people are gonna be here in December. They're gonna be like, "Oh, you have three frogs in that tank," and I'm like, "Yep," because <laughs> they've been together for years. They're breeding. They're happy. You know, they can't gauge if they're happy, but like, they're doing their thing. They're not losing weight. They don't fight. I don't understand the the you know the hype over it they have plenty of surface area so you know it just it just depends and i know we're gonna get into that no that's that's one thing that's amazed me when just in reading and stuff as far as you know different species and looking at you know maybe what i want for this tank is like across the board it's like 10 gallons per frog yeah like this is the rule like 10 gallons per frog and so it's like measure your tank and you know, if it's 29, then you're stuck with a pair. Like, you know, just like... It's just, it's not that simple. And I don't know, like, and that's kind of the thing with Josh's frogs that kind of surprised me is, like, every species you click on there, and this is also not, you know, knocking Josh's frogs or anything like that, but, like, every species, it's, like, 10 gallons per frog, and it's, like, it can't yeah. be nearly that simple. Like, it... Uh, right, no, and it, it isn't that simple. And there's a there's a lot of things, you guys, that you can do in a small tank to make it um not a bigger tank but a more you're more more efficient yeah a more friendly tank for a dark frog because i've mentioned that the best thing i tell people and this is never on i I, every single post guys i look i'm lurking on facebook any of you dark frog listeners know i'm on facebook i'm on facebook a lot you know (laughs) you know networking and doing whatever um but I look at it and nobody talks about surface area. Nobody talks about usable surface area. So <laughs> it has USA as the acronym, usable surface area. You know, it's it's a big deal. And so for horizontal tanks, a lot of people negate the fact that, like Dinder Bays, like those tanks you're talking about, mm-hmm. and, and Luca Mellis, they use they use the you know their terrestrial base, their ground based. If you can create multiple levels in your tank, multiple layers inside your tank, I use a lot of cork rounds underneath leaf litter, um, above leaf litter, and then I put some on the sides. You have a lot more usable surface Yeah, area. you're using more of that empty space. Yeah. Because I've mentioned yeah, this so- in previous episodes and snake-related stuff is like, yeah, they're in... 
you know, a tub that would be considered small, but if you have a perch that kind of cuts that empty space from the floor to the ceiling sort of in half, then that gives, you know, that's that's a much more efficient use of that space and that, that area. And you can keep doing that. And the best part about, like, a dart frog habitat, you can achieve this kind of stuff in a 10-gallon tank, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for vertical tanks, vermilions, you know? Yeah. How, many, how much surface here is on a vermilion? That's a lot. I mean, I have bromeliads in every tank. A lot of people, some random man breeders disagree with that because then you lose the tadpoles. The, the females don't really feed them, so you can end up getting dead tadpoles. But, you know, I found my ways around that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it's more important for me to keep my breeding groups healthy. Right. So, like, I have a lot of bromeliads. You know, I have a lot of dense, dense foliage. And, you know, I don't see them that often, but I know they're in better conditions. Mm-hmm. And that, that keeps me, you know, peace of mind, you know, peace of mind while I have all those tanks in that room. You know, if if I could, would I upgrade the sizes? Of course. Of course I would. I would love to give every single frog I have 40 gallons, 60 gallons. Hell, give them a whole, give them a whole, you know, five foot by five foot, like I said before. But, you know, it's how feasible is that? How right. feasible is that for for your buyers, uh, for people that are interested in keeping one of these in their home or their office? You can't do that. So you have to find ways around it. That's I mean, I, good for the frog and that's good for you. You have to meet in the middle. I think we'd all love to have a you know a vivarium that big somewhere. But <laughs> you guys prayer. know I'm building a when I get a basement, man. I'm just I'm building a walk-in vivarium, and you can bet um, that's been you know one of my dreams since i was a little kid but mm-hmm. like you know you you can't do that everywhere i'm on a third floor apartment right now you know i can't i you know so i just i can't even have that it breaks the weight limit <laughs> but yeah so i really think people neglect the fact that you know you use a blanket statement 10 gallons of frog but not really thinking about what's going into that yeah you know and what if you put nothing in the tank then 10 gallons of frogs about right they have nowhere to go nowhere to hide right no you know no surface area to use and it's just a piss poor habitat you give them the right habitat though you start seeing some changes yeah and well it sounds like too like having a lot of barriers and stuff for them to kind of separate and get away from each other is a big deal and all the time visual barriers it goes with usable surface area because most of the time those two go hand in hand if you're creating a lot of layers in your tank whether those are vertical layers or horizontal layers and i tell people how to make those all the time if you're doing that then you're creating a lot of visual barriers by default and frogs really need that to Mm -hmm. regulate their stress you know regulate the 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 cortisol secretion when you're when you're being you know when you have an aggressive female chasing you you know who's wearing the pants you got to got to find somewhere to escape to. <laughs> you got to get away. Like, you guys know you guys may know what I mean, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> got to find that safe haven run. every now and then. Uh, yeah. So, no run for the hills. I have no comment on that. I'm brave enough to no, say it. Does your girlfriend listen to this podcast? No, no. she will be. She will Mine be doesn't. Be I'm going to ask her to now. <laughs> I can check it out. I'm using, using my tactics now that I just explained. Yeah. I'm just gonna put more surface no. area in my room and hide behind oh stuff. Oh my gosh, she'd find you. <laughs> just tip my Dude, you can't over hide behind and... anything. Are you kidding me? You're the size of freaking Sasquatch. You couldn't hide behind anything. I could try. <laughs> no, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm just messing with you guys. No, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the biggest reason why we use the 10 gallon of frog rule, um, the whole reason that, that, that really comes about is because we want to inform people that these frogs do, they do like space, you know, and, and we don't want new people sticking them in, you know, sticking them in little, little tubs and shoe boxes and whatever, whatnot. Yeah. So it's kind of like an ignorance prevention method. Mm-hmm. Um, to say, hey, you actually need a real enclosure, a real space for this animal, which yeah. should be across the board for most animals. That's just my opinion. I know snake people are going to disagree with me. Um, but, you know, I'm in the naturalistic area kind of advocacy. I don't usually love the word bioactive because technically a kitchen counter is bioactive. But it seems <laughs> toilet, you know, toilet bowl is bioactive. I, I don't know. Am I getting old? I don't know if I'm getting old. Um but yeah, that's just my opinion, you know? And and the 10 gallons of frog kind of makes people step back and say, hey, am I providing the problem? Yeah, this is going to take a little more than I originally thought and, you know, kind of make people yeah, think right, twice right. about it. And so, I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't really know who started the 10 gallon of frog rule. I've asked some kind of the OGs in the hobby, that's what I call them. People that have been doing this since frogs came in the United States. Um, one of my good friends, Rob, he's, he's local to me. He's been in the hobby for over 20 years. And I'm like, where did this come from? Who started this? And, uh, unfortunately he told me the story and I already forgot. <laughs> it really wasn't that <laughs> memorable. And I think the key that I took from him was kind of what I told you guys. It's, it's a preventative measure to say, Hey, these animals are important. They need space. Yeah. You, you need to be careful with them. You know, I, I think it's more along that line. Because they can die from stress, mostly juvenile frogs, but mm-hmm. stress is a big deal. No, so it's funny ways that ways to prevent stress is kind of the way we do things. That reminds me, there was a shop that used to be semi-local to me here, and uh, I walked in one day and he had some dart frogs, and they were in a deli cup uh, with paper towel that was just wet. Yeah, and I think he had an erratus and a luke in it, and something else. I don't know what it was. And this family came in; he was selling these things for like sixty bucks a piece. Had a, wow. three of them together in this, you know, this deli cup, and it wasn't a big one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and his family, he good. came in. This family wanted them totally on impulse, and I was just sitting there, kind of, you know, pretending I was doing something else or looking at something. I was totally <laughs> engaged in their conversation, <laughs> and uh, really, you know, honestly, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely let you continue, but I, I just want to throw it out there: no matter what the animal is, you impulse buying an animal no matter what it is, is a bad idea. Always. It's just a bad idea. Whether it's an invert, it's a freaking isopod. I don't care what it is. It's not a good idea. If you don't know how to take care of it, you don't know the ins and outs, you know, you didn't do your research, you're not providing the proper, you know, care regimen, supplementation regimen. If you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't do it, right? I mean, that's just blatant. You know, yeah. practicing anti-ignorance um, policy. These people didn't didn't clearly didn't care, right? And then that come that's where it comes down to. But it was funny because the owner a couldn't even pronounce the freaking names right, and b <laughs> told yeah. them they could stay in that deli cup, and no, they'd be fine man. to get these. Were I mean they weren't adult frogs; they were small. But right, right. Which he's like, bad. yeah, you can you can keep these in this deli cup, and they'll be fine. You just throw some fruit flies in there every once in a while. I'm like, dude. Yeah, and these people so totally bad, bought it and walked man. out. And they bought like, them. What? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, man. Not not much to say there. I mean, even even the people at Repticon, they're like, "Where are the frogs?" And I'm like, "Yeah, the 
they're probably underneath the leaf here use this light you know and, and try and find them yeah, but i have from you these things that most people don't have they're called species profiles and so there's these cool detailed care sheets that my graphic designer and i created together mm-hmm. um and they show the frogs they show my breeder female so i'm like these are what these guys look like and they're in that cup but you may not be able to see them all the time because they're hiding because it shows you know you put them in clear deli cups Mm-hmm. That's a very stressful environment right, for you. because they're exposed. Food. They're going to want to hide. They're going to want to get away. You can lose them. Yeah. You can lose them. And they might, some of these two-month-old, you touch a bass, you touch like a, like some of the obligate egg-eating egg, egg frogs, the uvafaga, mm-hmm. you you touch those babies and they die. Jeez. I've done it. I promise you I've done it. I picked one up to transfer it to to another tank. I've done this several times and they just die. Because I wow. touched them. Now I use a deli cup, and I let them hop into it, and then I capture them, and then I transfer them. Because that's how sensitive some of these frogs are. Now, is the bulk of what you sell mostly like uh, like froglets or young? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we we usually start selling at two months out of the water for tinctorious. Mm-hmm. Um, so so tinks and, and some of the larger frogs, because they're, they're eating flies. As soon as they're eating flies steadily, and I know that they can hunt on their own, then, then we're selling them, you know? So the hobby standard now, which I will tell you is moving, um, but the hobby standard used to be two months out of the water for frog lists that you can sell, right? Um, now we've started doing tadpoles, but on the other end, we're like, hey, baby frog lists, now we gotta wait three months. Now people for ooh fuck are waiting four to five months out of the water. so. When I, when I tell you guys this stuff is a slow process, it is slow. Yeah, I, I could have a, a group lay eggs and celebrate, and I'm like, wow, I finally got eggs. You know, my, my reticulata group just started. I know you guys don't know what those are, but my reticulata just started laying eggs, and that, that's an awesome frog. It's one of my favorites. I'm like, wow, I finally got eggs. But I got to wait five months before I start selling these things, you know, because that's how long it takes for them to get of of selling age so Mm -hmm. you know and then they can die in any stage of that and you know it happens just because of genetics sometimes just because of genetics i'll raise i'll I'll pull eight from the same clutch exact same conditions exact same food exact same quantities of everything no variables are different and two of them will die you know and it, it literally just is that yeah sometimes it boils down to your genes so yeah sometimes it just happens you know and I don't really want those frogs to not people are going to hate on me for this, but I don't want those frogs to survive. Yeah, and if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to I be. I want the best froglets, you know, to make it because that's how it is in nature. That's how things are. If you leave them in the film canister, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are aware of like the film canister yeah, thing, yeah, the thumbnail, um, how they, they deposit their eggs in like film canisters because they look like bromeliads. Um, they'll, they'll fight until there's one left. They'll, they'll cannibalize. Mm-hmm. And some people, some random man breeders, like, like Jared Ruffing, for example, he'll, he usually won't pull the tadpoles, you know, until they fight off, you know, until there's one left. There's some people that do yeah. that with tarantulas. You know, their eggs yeah. hatch and they let them kind of have a couple molts you know? and they let them, That's you know, eat off one. any of the weak ones and whoever's left is the ones that are good to go. So Exactly. So a lot of breeders actually do agree with me on that. Um, I just want to kind of avoid the negative stigmatism that comes with hey you know you can't let anything die ever 
And I'm just like, yeah. well, that's kind people, of the reality of yeah, nature. Yeah. People just have a, I think people have a hard time realizing that sometimes it's just not meant to be. You know, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. Like, nobody, I don't think anybody enjoys, you know, that being of kind of the thing. Not. Like, no one's, yeah, like, right, proud right, of it. Right. But it's like, you know, like, another thing that's pretty divisive in the snake world is, you know, cutting eggs. Some people mm-hmm. are all for cutting eggs, you know, when the first baby hatches, they're like, sweet, let's start cutting all the other ones open. Some people just like to let them all do it on their own. If they don't make it out, they don't make it out. And I see <laughs> both sides to it, but, yeah. you know, it's, I, it all boils down to personal preference, I think. Right, right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. As far as housing uh, younger frogs, do you keep a, a pretty good number of them together? Do you kind of keep it still to um, pairs and trios? So, or? again, this kind of goes back to the 10 gallons of frog talk. But, um, yeah, so a lot of my stuff now is pared down. So I will buy juvenile from different people. You know, we already went over that part. But, like, so I'll have a lot of frogs to start. Like, I, I may have, like, six or eight in the same tank mm-hmm. as juvenile uh, of course they have you know i watch them you know i make sure i check i, I do daily checks in my frog room i go spend two hours in there every day just looking in tanks making sure everything's good um but yeah as they grow up you know i look for you know i start trying to sex them i, I you know sometimes take them out um had a lot <laughs> have a lot of incidents with taking them out too oh my god so my frogs are just wicked fast um but yeah so eventually what i get down to is a breeding pair maybe even breeding trio some frogs do better in trios um sometimes i'll take away a male or a female and and breeding just stops mm-hmm. even though i know there's a male and a female in there it stops and i'm like oh shoot i took out the dominant male or like you know whatever then i put the trio back and i take the other male out but breeding didn't start and then I put the second male back, and there's two males in the tank, and breeding starts again. I'm just like, okay, well, this if is it a works, trio, it works. You know? yeah. and, and there's three, you know, I have I have a trio of Rio Bronco right now in a 12 by 12 by 18. People really, people will get on to me for that, you know. And it's like, no, they they do best like that. That I mean, I've tried it other ways, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, I'm actually speaking on that note they have stopped breeding so i'm moving them to a i'm moving them to a larger tank and new environment sometimes that kicks them into gear again um but sometimes you want to let your frogs take a break so it just depends but yeah on on the note about how many per tank i mean it just depends on the species tinctorious one one you better believe it once they reach sexual maturity it's a one one and i'm a stickler about that because there's a lot of aggression they're bigger frogs, and they the females are. I'm sorry, but they are vicious. They will, <laughs> they will hunt the other female down. I mean, no amount of barriers are gonna, yeah. you know, save your other female from that. So, especially if there's another male. If there's a male in the tank, those females are going at it. You know, cat fight. I've heard, yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> <clears throat> you there? You guys are good. Go ahead. Oh. What were you going to say? I wouldn't say anything. I just said it was a cat fight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, in some of the group frogs, some of the, the ones that do a little bit better in groups, like maybe like Sirenzies, first season listeners, you know, they're, they're a type of Ranadomea, um, type of thumbnail dark frog. Um, some of my, like my Arena Blanca, they're a pair now, but I, I've kept a group of four and they've done really well. I mean, there's, there's just like Vanzellini. Um, so the polka dot 
dart frogs mm-hmm. that you guys see, the ones with the uh, yellow polka dots and the black bodies. Those those do really great in groups. Um, they do better in groups, in my opinion. Um, so I keep those in groups. I have a group of four in a, in a 15 tall. So Is that two and two? Not a huge tank, but they do really well. They breed all the time. They're all fat and happy to hang out together in the same bromeliad. So they're chill, you know? It's like, I'm not going to mess that up. Yeah. So it really does depend on what frog you get. And I like, I like walking that through with that with people because I like to see what their, their thoughts are. I like to see what they're going to go for. Yeah. You know, what size tank do you have? No shortage of options. That's for damn sure. What was that? Sorry. said there's no shortage of options. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that's right. No, no, there's not. There's, there's so many. (laughs) Yeah. Now, as far as do you like one of the things I noticed too is uh, there was a general consensus that thumbnails uh, were more difficult, um, yeah, than others. And I don't. And then I heard kind of read like if you actually kind of set them up right, or you stick with this, you know, these three species or whatever, you'll be fine. Like, let me clear this up. Please do. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, I'm not trying to say like oh i know everything and like but i i really do specialize in random mail i mean i have tons of them so what what the deal is with ranets is they're just they're freaking fast okay the reason that people steer beginners away from them is because you can't see them because they're so fast benedicta are the worst my benedicta i look I looked in a in a tank. I cleared out my Benedicta, um, the the blessed poison frog. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked in there. My I put I put some Highlands in that tank. Some some Epipitabates, some like tricolors, and I and I missed a Benny. So there's still a Benedicta in there. And I found I found a Benedicta. I'm like, oh my god! I, I didn't take this Benedicta out of the Highland tank. Like I, you know, and I and I waited like two weeks before introducing the Highlands, and I was like, oh my god! I need to get the Benedicta out. I looked at the, I stooped down, I looked at the Benny and the door was open. I swear to you guys, the millisecond, I shut that door so fast and that frog bolted for the door. <laughs> Teleported. And, the glass. and I mean, that's that's how fast they are. I mean, they are, the, the reaction speed between when you see them and when you when you close that door is so fast. I have never seen anything like it. I'll have to look so that up because I've never even one of the reasons that, is haven't heard fast. that. Before. The other one is because they're small. Yeah. Um, Tinctorious, they're easy to see, and people like seeing their dart frogs. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, if, if the tank is really large, like you have a thirty or forty gallon, and you have two random a man, um, you know, good <laughs> I mean, luck. I don't know what to tell you, but you're you're probably not going to see them much. Mm-hmm. You know, and people don't always like that. So, um, they're a lot harder to care for when they're young. Uh, when they're fresh out of the water, yeah, guys, I can only imagine how tiny they are. Tiny, I mean, you can't, you really can't mess with them. What the hell do you feed them when they're that small? What? What'd you say? So, what do you feed them when they're that small? So, springtails. Springtails oh, is the only thing. Wow. So, a lot of people don't even dust their springtails because it's hard to. You have to make soil cultures of springtails, and you can open them and dust them. But most people use charcoal with springtails that's the medium to hold mm-hmm. the springtail you basically fill up the springtail culture with water 
um, the springtails can't break the surface tension of the water, so they float. Yeah. And then you dump them in. You dump them in the tank. So the only thing is these these randomia they they get these springtails as nutrients. That's their only source of food, right? So the issue is sometimes they just they don't make it because they're not eating, or they're not getting the proper vitamins and nutrients and calcium they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's it's kind of playing Russian roulette sometimes. Wow. Sometimes they're so small when they come out, it's just like, man, I don't know if that frog's gonna make it. Cause is it gonna eat? Can it, you know, can it mm-hmm. find food? Um, these things are just very tiny. And what I've found empirically, and you can ask people like like Jared Ruffin, you can contact him. I mean, when you leave them in the tank and they grow up in that film canister, they eat the they eat the competition, they will always, I swear, like always they will be bigger when they morph out and they will be stronger and i, I know i'm using stupid words hey, no i mean hey that's so like that's the process you know, they're, they're that just one's bigger they're, they're yeah they're better frogs that one's and the victor on when purpose you, when you pull them and you raise them yourself there's always that chance where you're raising the weakest link you know yeah and they, they just don't make it so that's why they're harder gotcha. it's really because of the speed that's that's the main thing. I'll have to look that up because I haven't. That's I, that's the first I've even heard of the speed thing. But you know, I also haven't oh, done a ton I mean, of reading on thumbnails. Just, so I go on these Facebook posts, so I'm like, I just don't. People miss the key elements sometimes. I just kind of, you know, sometimes I get tired of replying. Um, you know, because I don't have all the time in the world right. anymore. I got a lot to do, so it's not something I have the. I just like go to Dinderberg, go to Dinderberg, look it up on Dinderberg. It's all there. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing I can think of. Because uh, otherwise, random may are easy, guys. I mean, I don't know. They they take way less food. Uh, you, you know, for me to sustain my like almost 40 types of ranets, I only need like three cultures. Oh, wow. <laughs> they don't eat that much. They're small. Yeah, these things are tiny, Jacob. I don't know if you've seen yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, Tinctorious, they'll, they'll blast little. through a culture all, all their own. Mm-hmm. I don't need one culture per tank tank because they're just so hungry all the time. And, you know, because they're eating fruit flies. Mm-hmm. These frogs are pretty big. Whereas, like, if you had a tree frog like that, it'd be eating huge crickets and, like, big dubia or something like that. Yeah. Dark frogs don't do that. They eat really small prey. So you you kind of have to think of it like, you know, kind of a food thing. If you if you like making fruit fly cultures, then you're doing tinks. If you don't like making fruit fly cultures, you're doing rannets. Like, you know, <laughs> so that's one of the other things, too. They're easy to care for. Um, that's yeah, a big thing. That, just, that was one of the things that it was like I kept reading. Like, thumbnails are for more advanced people. And I'm like, is there some sort of, like, secret to these things that no, no one's, no, like, revealing? Just, like, no. what's the deal? <laughs> no, definitely not. Honestly, guys, tanks are crazier because of the aggression. Mm-hmm. You get a group of four tanks and you get a group of four granites, you're going to see a big difference. Um, in, in uh, You're going to get a wake-up call when you reach that 10 to 14-month period <laughs> where you get those females that so get the big boy pants on and they're going after it. <laughs> so, yeah, I usually steer newbies away from getting you know, more than two tanks. I say tanks are great beginner frogs. Yeah, but in the right number. Get, like four. And if you do get yeah. four, um, I tell them, like, send me pictures at 10 to 14 months. I'll sex them for you, and I'll let you know what to expect. You know, if you need to separate them, be prepared for it. You know, I, I like to give everybody that individual attention because I want them to be informed. 
because I think information is is really the key here. For sure. Yeah. So now is seeing um, them like seeing any aggression is that something that like you kind of stop for a few minutes and it's fairly obvious or something that's kind of yeah. constantly happening so, or is it just one of those things where you're walking by and you kind of notice one of the females is clearly not being friendly like yeah, how, so how do you I mean, kind of catch the that like act of the aggression is very it's very noticeable okay um usually breeding is just some strokes to the back mm-hmm. um but but aggression is is the female will literally try and get on top of the other female and smother them so if there's a water feature in the tank they can drown very easily um so you you want to make sure if you ever you have more than one female in the same tank that's a tank if you're even playing that game at that point um you do not want a water feature not a pond not a water dish in some states it's actually illegal for you to not have a water dish in with your with your turf frogs, which I find this ridiculous because they don't need one. Yeah. But in some states, it's just a husbandry act. I can't remember what, what law it is um, or what states. Yeah, I should know this, shouldn't I? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, but you know, again, it's not like uh, PETA's coming to your house. I mean, when are they ever going to do that? They might come to mine, <laughs> might get a tip off. <laughs> like, hey, this guy has a ton of frogs, but like, you know, they're not going to stop on the hobbyist or do you have a water dish for your frog? You know, it's so it's not that big a deal, but you know, a lot of reptile people I know are used to having that water dish in there. And so I tell them, I'm like, if you have a water dish, just be aware that your frogs can drown. It's going to become a pool of death. <laughs> and, and you know what? I've even had frogs that aren't aggressive drown in like, um, I had a water, a place for people to or not people wow i'm really tired um i basically had these tricolors right these epipitabates and um i let the dad do the transportation of the tadpoles mm-hmm. so the tadpoles will slither up on dad's back sometimes moms too um and they'll get transported to the water well it's a clear deli tub right mm-hmm. probably not that bright imagine that <laughs> brain um and the, the dad couldn't get out oh, and you're man. like how the how the hell he drowned. He drowned in the deli, in the in the clear deli cup because it's clear. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't figure it out that there was a space, um, and and he got tired, exhausted. He drowned in the cup. So if you if you ever do have a water feature, that's why I steer people away from the water feature, and you won't hear people talking about that. They're like, oh, the pump is too much maintenance, or the I mean, the water for me it is. is not that's way more work. I'm like, no, your frogs can literally die if you're not careful yeah sometimes it's, it's super rare right i don't want to do one just because like i said it's way more work yeah that's yeah a bit and, more and elaborate than i wanted that's than i want to do thing. so it wasn't the greatest example but like i see a lot of people dodging like the main concerns mm-hmm. and they're just throwing out those blanket statements like yeah newbies can't do water features and i'm like why not my second tank had a water feature in it it was fine but like you know is it necessary? No. Is it maintenance? Yeah. Can your mm-hmm. frogs get hurt? I mean, yeah, it's water. Humans can get hurt around water. You know, it's every animal can. It's essential for life, but it also causes death. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. Uh, so I, I really have no opinion on the water feature thing. I don't know how that came about. I ramble a lot. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's your uh, What's your experience with mantellas? Mantellas. So I have. Not, I don't have much experience with Mantella. 
Um, I have Baroni, um, and I also have, um, God, like Castilio. Um, God, I can't remember. I can't even remember their name right now. That's how tired I am. Um, but basically, I, I have two different types of Mantella, and I've had some success with with Baroni, but I had five, and my female died. Um, again, these are imports, so. Mm-hmm. If you guys have ever had wild caught stuff, oh, yeah. you know it's kind of a it's roll the dice chance game. Yep. You know, even if you test them, even if you get fecals done, if you run, you know, we always check for, you know, um, chytrid and we always check for ranavirus. But like, there's there's things that you miss, and then they develop infections, or you don't know how old they are. Yeah, you know, it's a game of Russian roulette with that too. Um, but yeah, female died was left with four males. Um, a lot of people, if they are listening, they know my struggles and my plights to get a female. I've been looking for eight months now. Um, <laughs> cannot find a female anywhere. If anyone has a female, let me know. Um, but yeah, I, I do have Mantella. So I do like a, a dry and a wet season for them, keep them a little cooler. Uh, you want to keep Mantella pretty cool. So you want to have them on the bottom rack if you have a rack yeah. system. Um, they're temperaments pretty much the same as other dark frogs a little shyer uh and then eating god my mantella just don't put on weight some people's mantella look like balloons my males are just all typical males they don't have much body fat on them there's plenty of food in the tank but they just don't eat that much so some people are like wow you're mantella or thin i'm like dude they're just like that <laughs> i'm feeding them i swear to god like to eat. and they're on a diet i don't know so yeah, that, that's kind of my experience with Mantella. So, again, Mantella are not really my thing. They're yeah. not even technically dark frogs. Right, um, right. So, you know, they're Mantella. <laughs> so I have a few. Let's just put it that way. So for anybody who's curious, you have a, an event coming up on the 8th of December. Um, that I, of I think. December. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, there is a Charlotte Repticon. I didn't sign up in time. Knowing me, missed the deadline. Um, <laughs> but I am going. My next show is Frog Day. So mm-hmm. American Frog Day is in two weeks. Um, so that's like November 10th. So maybe it's three weeks. Yeah, it's three weeks, I guess. Yeah, we're, you um, were planning to I do it. I don't know what day it is, guys. Um, but yeah, so that's like November 10th. And then I have a Repticon that we are going to in Raleigh. That'll be the first week, I think, in January. And then I'm going to... Atlanta Repticon, which is the very next weekend. So we're doing show back to back, which will be kind of interesting. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you had a, an event planned. Uh, oh, at oh your, my God. See, I rambled place. again. I swear. It's catching up to is me. Is that guys. still going um, on? Yeah, yeah. December 8th. December 8th. Yeah, we're having a get together. Um, we actually got like seven or eight people at the Repticon show that are, that are probably going to come. So, because a lot of local people. And even in Greensboro, they, they might drive up here. Because mm-hmm. we do have a really impressive collection. Um, it's an impressive frog room. So, yeah, I encourage anybody that wants to come out um, for a good night, you know, good night of fun. We'll have food. You know, I'll take you on a tour of the frog room. Um, probably going to play some games. So there, there's hopefully there's going to be about 20 to 30 people here. Um, <laughs> I honestly don't know if my house can hold more than 30. So. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I've got... I'm honestly hoping it's not as successful as as I might think it may be. 
Yeah, I've got some <laughs> some family up that way, yep. and I think me and Jacob are talking about possibly going, you know, taking a ride up there and and catching it. Because yeah, Charlotte's not I mean, that far of a drive for us, so. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be awesome. So I'm I'm just like yeah, pretty pumped to have a get together. And like I said, me it's getting into the dart thing. It, meeting, so me getting into the dart thing, it's kind of works out sort of sort of coincidentally with that. I said with me getting into the darts and stuff, it kind of works out you know timeline wise and uh get and to I, see how I, it's done and and i just like yeah, to tag I'm along for, for sure, yeah I mean, so we yeah, can actually show him really what all these what all these scientific names are some of those people that i talk to you that are going to come don't have dark frogs but they're really interested in getting started mm-hmm. so it's kind of a great opportunity for me to kind of be able to impart some maybe some wisdom if i have i i don't know if i've been granted enough of that um over the time i've been doing it but if I can give anybody some information, I definitely like to. So, and I mean, get introduced our, to the hobby because it's a, it's it's awesome. I'm assuming I mean, people would be able to amazing. buy some so, from you while you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people will be able to shop for stuff if they're there. And oh yeah, for okay, sure. Cool. And uh, I'm not trying to make that a ploy for it. Um, but yeah, I'm no, definitely not at all. Wild stuff prepared. <laughs> yeah, so I have a lot of dry goods bagged up, ready to go. Um, I have a lot of frogs like. Hey, here's what I have, you know, mm-hmm. but it'll be in December. And honestly, looking at my stock, like I said, guys, it's like five months out when you get eggs. It's like, you can kind of plan what you're going to have. Yeah. I'm not going to have much in December. Gotcha. So frog wise, I'll be a little cut and dry. Um, probably stocking up for those Repticons mm-hmm. in January and also my, my spring sale, um, which usually is in March or April where i literally put i post everything i have for sale in one you know in one post Mm -hmm. and i will hold frogs until then now i also have a pre-order section on my website and if you guys have ever been on that i mean (laughs) there's a long line for a lot of frogs so actually i'm producing a lot but people have claimed them already so that's kind of it's not a bad problem to have yeah for real yeah (laughs) so it's hard they're like hey Frog guy, do you have any frogs? And I'm like, yeah, but no. <laughs> like, they are spoken yes. for. Yeah, so it's been crazy. Don't been you have crazy. to line up the Repticon shows like a year in advance? What'd you say? So don't you have to line up the Repticon shows like a year in advance? Um, that's what they tell you. I'm just going to tell you that's a lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you really no, you really don't. Um. Now, if you're going to reserve a huge amount of tables, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want 12 tables and you're going to own a section, oh, yeah, you're lining that up. You're lining that up. So that that's what they mean. A lot of those people tell you that because they get that from big breeders. Like, if Josh's frogs were to say, go to a, go to a show, they're going to get 12, you know. Right. They're going to take a whole like corner. Something like that. Probably. If you can get more, they'll get more. You know? But, like, they need to schedule ahead of time because that's a huge chunk of the space and you know i'm only getting the table or i'm getting two tables or then i'm getting four tables you know it's like i'm not picking up 12 tables yet i just don't have the infrastructure i don't have the it counts i don't have the the volume you know not yet yeah next year yeah but not this year so cool you got anything there brats any questions no man i think uh think y'all about covered 
Just about well, everything. Great. And uh, do you, Alex, do you do this? Is this your full time business? Like, is this what you do for like a living? <laughs> well, okay, so that's just okay. not trying to get too personal or anything. But I'm just curious because <laughs> no, it no, seems no. like it seems like you put a lot of time into How much this. Do so I'm like, do you before do taxes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm so just curious know, if this is like your full time um, gig. Honestly, it's not my full time. It's going wow. to be my full time very soon because I will let you guys know. I've been spread very thinly lately and it's like, it's not sustainable. Like I wake up at four 30 in the morning, most every day. I am literally working until 11 o'clock at night. And I still, I will tell you, I have a list of stuff that needs to be done that never gets done. So we are hiring our first employee and hey, you guys want to work for me? Let me know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hiring, no, I'm hiring my first employee in the spring. I've already, you know, I was teetering on it all weekend. I was talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, listen, I really, we really need some help um, because I just have too much stuff to do. I have an entire huge collection, and I also run it, run the business, mm-hmm. which is a lot. You know, orders, got ship orders out every day. It's like it's just it's a lot. And so I teach, I teach at the university I went to undergrad for. So I got my master's in Michigan. I came back down, and now I teach. And, you know, I went from full-time to part-time. Now, you know, I lost my benefits. That sucks because I just had to go to the dentist, but we won't get into it. But, like, (laughs) yeah, so it's going to become a full-time thing. Yeah, and that's going to be in the near future. I'm probably going to teach for another year. You know, that will be my fourth year teaching. Um, And then I really just take it into the dark frog hobby. You know, I – I love to teach about these animals. So I still get to fulfill that passion of, of teaching and enriching like the, you know, the community in that way. Um, but I also get to do what I love with the frogs and do the business side of it, which is fun. You know, it's awesome. Best of both so worlds. This is my real passion. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing this full time in the next year. But right now I am just, yeah, I'm strapped <laughs> in more than one way. <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah. I gotcha, man. Put in the work. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, we're doing right now. Yeah. Jake and I have had a many conversations about trying to do reptiles full time, and <laughs> man, it's... I'm a glasses half empty kind of guy when it comes to that. Man, yeah, you're definitely glass half empty. I'm over here glass half full trying to. Jake's come like, up dude, with... we can do it, and I'm like, there's insurance, there's uh, the building, yeah, there's the I'm, lighting, I'm there's like. And I, some days I'm on top of it, and I'm just like, yeah, I made like 50 new isopod bins. I'm like, oh man, I made like 100 fruit fly cultures, and then some days I'm like. God, I don't even want to look at fruit flies right now. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind yeah. of that battle and it's that internal struggle of like enjoying your huge collection and your business and like being proud of it and being like, man, like this is something. And then on the other end, being like, holy shit, this is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, for sure. You know, you know so when I have, when I have days like that, I give myself a pass. I'm like, they can't all be awesome every day all the time like there's gonna be days where i'm like oh man you know i'm really not feeling this at all i, I really don't, I don't feel, feel like, like staring at crap broads. all over my head dude shut up all right i don't feel like <laughs> sitting and staring at broads while he talks to me dude you always yeah. want to stare at me yeah. don't I? <clears throat> you know <laughs> yeah. him complain about me talking about chondros too much and uh, <laughs> whatever so what do you got what do you guys actually um 
I did have a question. I'm like, what do you guys breed? What do you guys Brots, do? Brats keeps. Uh, you know, I can, I, I can talk for myself. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, whatever. I'm just no, curious. no. Uh, I work with uh, carpet pythons, uh, pretty much. That's pretty exclusively. Pretty, pretty much exclusively carpets. Um, I also have a brettles python, and then um, I'm also dipping my toe into uh, scrub pythons. But um, yeah, it's pretty much almost exclusive, exclusively carpets. Uh, Which is funny because for someone who gives me so much crap about talking about condors all the time, I have. A multitude. Oh of yeah, species. you have way. I have a little bit of everything. You have, you you have way it. more of a variety than I do. But the thing is, you don't shut up about chondros. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's he because, has he has all this stuff, but all he talks about is these green snakes that sit on a tree all day. Because they're the best green snakes that sit on a, 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 a <laughs> yeah, tell, pipe tell all day. About this, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I totally understand that. I go yeah. on and on about frogs. Too, yeah, so. no. I, honestly, I just like giving him a hard time about it, you know, because I think I think <laughs> yeah. green tree pythons are glorified ball pythons, but you know, oh. that's just <laughs> that's just no. Those are probably Justin's ready to fight me now. Uh, have you ever kept anything other than like darts? Have you have you kept any reptiles, or has it always been just I, amphibians? I used to keep like anoles, and I kept them, but yeah, you just your again. I'm gonna be your your common folk here. Uh, I caught them in in Georgia. I kept some some skinks, you know, mm-hmm. five wing skinks, and, uh, ground skinks, um, but never anything like, yeah, that's going to be of any value or anything rare. I've never had any reptiles. No, gotcha. but we're going to get into geckos soon. Fun fact: if you guys are listening, um, yep, we're getting into geckos soon. So, like morning geckos, year or two, probably two years. Uh, we're going to get the micro geckos, day geckos. Crested geckos, um, and we start breeding those as well. Day geckos are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they are. My girlfriend loves geckos. So. I you know it, I would. Yeah. I really like the standings a lot. I don't ever mm-hmm. want to keep day geckos again, but they are cool. But they're yeah, stupid see, fast. That's, that's where I I just like I love day geckos, and and their environments are some like a lot of the, a lot of those tropical geckos like same care as darts. Mm-hmm. You know? Crested gecko diet, you know, whatever. It's it's not. Again, you get Gosh, the setup so fast, right. Though. You treat them well. You give them a great habitat. They're happy. You know, it's, a, so it's a good deal. So move. it's not too far from what I'm doing now. You know, you take baby steps. I will it's say though, designer ball pythons for like a vivarium. Like day geckos are like probably one of the best species for it, especially for a species mm-hmm. that you don't need to handle much. Yeah, because I mean, right. mine like mine crapped all the time, and I was like, man, if only this was bioactive and I had isopods to like handle this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're like they're perfect for it. Like, I mean, they you know, if you have like Brahms and stuff in there, you know, they're they're the colors and stuff they come in, they're, they're perfect for Vivaria. You know, they're, they're yep. spot yep. on. For I it. agree. That's yeah. So that's that's kind of where we're headed, future wise. That's cool. Right man. now we're just setting up corporate accounts getting some outsourcing done, you know, setting things up to get some dry goods to people, you know, get that retail feel going, get more product out there. Yeah, man. We're really going to focus on getting some more geckos. So frogs right now, kind of on hold, because, I mean, my frog collection's huge. I got to deal with what I have now, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's so much. I I don't know if I can handle much more, to be honest, as as one person here. So... 
How many frogs individually do you think you have? Over 500. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's hard. I'm not. That's the a lot of fruit flies. Definitely not the biggest. Um, but I would say definitely the biggest either in North Carolina. I mean, I've got to be one of the biggest in North Carolina, if not the whole Southeast. Um, so, and, and it's not like that. It's not like, oh, mug collection's bigger than you. Yeah, you yeah. have a big collection. It's not really about I mean, that. Just, I don't know anybody else that has 500 darts. Yeah, <laughs> I know a few people. Um, but, I, I can't <laughs> say know, anything. It's, it's not, it doesn't be, it's not a hobby at that point. Right. It can't be because it takes too long. It, even if you have automatic misters, if you if you feed them three times a week, it still takes forever mm-hmm. to do anything. Feeding takes me two two to three hours, just you know, and then misting takes me time. I still have a misting system set up because you know it would take me like days and days and days to set up a misting system for mm-hmm. all the tanks because I have to drill the glass for it. And I would tell you guys I don't have that kind of time, so I actually can't do it right now so i was foolish and didn't get a mist king um so fun fact about my collection i hand mist every tank so but with that that, you know that every tank is misted what'd you say i said but with that you know that every tank is misted yeah and i get to target my tanks and the cool thing is i can cycle my tanks so if you have 70 nozzles on a mist king you're you're controlling all of those tanks in the same way. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, uh, maybe there is technology. No, that, I mean, that would make sense. With those, but I, I, obviously, there's probably not. You'd have to have two units, at least two bulkhead units. So, yeah, I mean, you get control. I can fill up the bombs. I can fill up film canisters. Um, you know, it gives me complete control, and I, I kind of like that. But it takes so long. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you, it's a price. There's always, I always tell people, and everybody else does too. But there's always two sides to every coin, no for matter sure. how you look at it. So I'm willing to sacrifice the time for it. Completely agree. Yeah. Well, we're at uh, an hour fifteen or so. Hour sixteen. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, normally I think about. Long, long one. So yeah, I do talk a lot. So I think we uh, we covered like most of it. Teacher in me, you know. I'll definitely be uh be hitting you up about you know frogs when I actually get some. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can shoot me an email and we can go we can go from there, or text or whatever. I mean, even yep. just with with you know, I enjoy having it right now, even without frogs in it. Like I enjoy checking it out in the mornings and. You know, I missed oh, yeah. it at night. Like and watching plants grow. It's and pretty like, neat. If you guys, oh, if you guys ever go on like vacations and you come back, all your tanks look different. It's crazy when you see them every day. You don't notice. Right. You don't. Different. You don't notice it. But yeah, I mean, you come back and you're like, holy shit, that that yeah. plant grew three new leaves. And I mean, it's the, like, the philodendron you know, I have in there right now is already freaking got new leaves coming off of it, and yep. like it's all just yep. taken off. It's pretty cool. <laughs> It's so cool. The plants are like one of the coolest parts. See, I wanted to be a, I wanted to get my master's in botany instead. Mm-hmm. I was almost a plant guy. And I mean, so, you know, kind of gave that up. But, man, I get to enjoy the plants too. It definitely has me paying more attention to plants. Like, my parents yeah. live out in the kind of the middle of nowhere. And so, like, now when I'm out walking the woods, I'm actually, like, paying much more attention to that kind of stuff. 
yeah than i was before yeah. i don't know it gives you a better appreciation just for everything nature related you know definitely definitely i, I love think it that's one of the biggest bonuses um, creating that natural environment um a, a living breathing system mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's a really cool experience and actually a couple of days ago i was watching some videos on youtube uh the kid the dude that does the serpa designs youtube channel oh yeah serpa, yeah yeah i uh he had some cool little jar terrariums and so today I, you know i oh, took my five-year-old out cool stuff. yeah i went and made two of them today and i got one sitting right here in front of me right now and i'm watching a little isopod just kind of do his oh, thing nice. they're pretty That's cool so man cool. i love it it's so neat and they're free mm-hmm. and they're you know they're just they're neat my five-year-old didn't really appreciate it much she's kind of like yeah whatever it's a jar yeah. with, with <laughs> yeah, rocks and dirt in it whatever but right <laughs> i had more fun today running around the woods making those things than i have in a long time yeah and that, that's the cool part too and i know? look for some scarlet king yeah, snakes in the process you get, to get your hands dirty again yeah you know? it's cool yeah man well we appreciate you coming on yeah, definitely. I uh, appreciate you guys uh, having me. We're, it's been uh, a long weekend, but it was a good way to end it out. For sure. Yeah. I, I work tomorrow, and I'm off two days in a row. So. <laughs> he Almost, went, I should have just asked for Monday. For King snakes. Yeah, I should have just should have just asked for Monday <laughs> off and had a four day weekend. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> but uh, where can people find you? Oh, people can find me all over Facebook. Usually, if you just look up Frog Daddy, I'm the first one that pops up. Um, if you look frogdaddy.net, that's my website. Again, we're moving everything into a completely new website. So, the one I have right now is not all updated. There's a lot of empty product shells. There's, you know, inventory without pictures. So, if anybody does have a question about inventory, if you want something, I probably do have it, but it's not on my website. Um, only about half of my frogs are on my website. So if you need pictures of frogs and you're like, hey, what does that look like? You know, Google's probably faster. Yeah. <laughs> but you can ask me what my, my actual frogs look like anytime. So that's where you can find me. Instagram is frogdaddy um, and then underscore. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram as well. But again, I'm so busy nowadays that I, I – almost limit it to mostly facebook yeah it gets hard to hit them all sometimes it, it does and you know you need a digital marketing agent i mean that'll be somebody i hire eventually hit me up you know it's just not possible for me to get to everything i worked I in marketing for two years like i want to i'm your it's guy getting harder so yeah so that's where you can reach me i'm sales at frogdaddy.net's my email that's usually the best way to get in in touch with me so yeah there it is. Awesome, man. Yep. Well, good hopefully deal. we'll see you in December. We'll come out on the 8th. Yeah. Um, and we can we can get a good group here going. Cool. All right, man. Well, 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 we definitely appreciate you coming on the show, and I uh, hope you have a great rest of the evening. and uh, Get some sleep. Yeah, get some sleep. Yeah, man. that's exactly where I'm headed, guys. Thanks All so right, much man. for having me on the, on the line. Yeah, man. No problem, man. Appreciate it. Bye. All right. Y'all too. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. 17. In the books. Down. Dunzo. Got your, got you your learn a lot. Did I learn a lot? Honestly, it was, it was a lot of 
lot of names I didn't understand. Yeah, it's okay, stuff buddy. I didn't know, but you know. I'll get you. I'll make you a coloring book. Promise. That would add. I'd color in that coloring book. Cool. Can you just like can you label? I'll bet you it? that exists. I'm gonna find it. Of course it exists. It's probably there's on Amazon to, there's right now. There's gotta be a coloring book for dart frogs. I'm gonna find it. I'm it's gonna probably buy it. just like amphibians, but not dart frogs specifically. I'll take it. No, I bet you there's a dart frog one. I'm gonna take it to work and I'm gonna smoke cigars and do my coloring book all day long. Speaking of which, have you seen my terrarium? Yes, I've seen your ter- terrarium. You haven't shut up about Dude, it since I walked in this the thing door. is so freaking cool. It's got it spring tails cool. in it, it and it's cool. got isopods. It's This thing is freaking sweet, man. I'm, you're like, just, hooked. You're just a little botanist. And I have, I have another one of these half gallons, and I bought a gallon jar. I'm going to do the gallon jar oh. on Tuesday when I go out to oh. my parents. Oh, well, watch out. It's going to be gnarly. Justin's got some jars. Dude, I went to Walmart. Not dropped like $40 Walmart, on jars. Went, went, some ha- went ham on these little... But I wish these were the ones with the uh, with the gasket, like I said. Like the mm. rubber to kind of seal it. Because these lids just pop off. Yeah, but you that know? way, you know, you can get a little bit more. You can get airflow through. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, I mean, really, you don't have to even really worry about that too much. Once the microphone will start doing their thing... But anyway, episode 17, Jacob's about to pass out. I'm so tired, man. I woke up this morning with like the worst headache in my Mm. entire life. Dude, shut up, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So sorry for you. you. I don't want to hear it from you, right? I have to be up at like 5 30 in the morning. Okay, well, I have to be at work at 10. (laughs) Oh. Man, I. Hey. Let me. Let me just bar rescue isn't going to watch itself, and the cigars you. aren't going to smoke themselves. So let me just play you this little tiny violin in my fingers. Whatever. Yeah, I got to be to work at six thirty. Have fun with that. I'll, I'll be, be cozy taking, in my bed. I'll be taking my ten o'clock break when you get to work. Probably. I'm gonna drink about a gallon of cold brew coffee, smoke a cigar, watch some. Bar Rescue, whatever you know, scary like, movies are on AMC right now. I don't, don't right want to hear about how easy and cake your job is. You know, my job's pretty, pretty baller. Yeah, I cannot lie. At least I get benefits. You do get benefits. But you, so when you're retired <laughs> and you're still working, in your big old house, and I'm still at the cigar shop when I'm like 90, and I'm like, this job's awesome. You can't breathe because yeah. you smoke cigars all day. You know, all day like, long. All day or day. All right, well. It's now 1 an hour 25, so it's time to go. All right. People well, are probably already clicked off. They're oh like, yeah. here we go. They're starting again. Like, <laughs> All right, well, as always, here. this is Jacob Rotz, JLB Morelia. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. All that good stuff. At JLB Morelia. At JLB Morelia. And I'm Justin Smith, Palmetto Coast Exotics. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. At YouTube. Coast Exotics. We need to. We're we're actually going to be starting a YouTube channel here, guys, for the uh, the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. So won't give away too. You much. You know what's cool is that the the camera is waterproof, so I can actually put it in the dart frog tank when I have dart frogs. And like, don't get dart frog juice let them all over. Do their stuff. thing. No. No. Dart frog juice. Don't get dart frog juice. Dart frog juice yourself. All right. Don't get it on our camera. That's my camera too. What is dart frog juice? That's just juice from dart frogs. Duh. Dude, you're a dart frog guy. You don't know about dart frog juice. What the hell's wrong with you? Like pee? No, just juice. (laughs) Get your facts straight, Smith. 
God, you say you're a dart frog guy. You can name all the. I'm not. You can I'm name, not saying you can I'm a dart all, frog guy. You can guy. name all the all the freaking scientific names, but you don't know what dart frogs use is. God, I'm not a dart frog guy yet. Imbecile, you're an imbecile. I'm not gonna be one of those people that like just gets the frogs for like a month or a week, and they're like, dude, I know everything there is know about dart frogs. Like Google can't has nothing on me. You're right. You don't have the frogs yet. And I you're don't already, have the frogs and you're yet. already doing that. I'm not. <laughs> let it fool you guys i'm excited like it's cool <laughs> like i like the process of it i like being able to make it look however i want it to look you said yourself like two weeks ago you were like oh man dark frog would be cool man